and welcome back to Coco Sleep, your podcast of original children's bedtime stories and meditations designed to make bedtime a dream. Tonight's story features our wonderfully named feline friends Potato and Beans, the roller skating diner cats. And so I'm doubly delighted to welcome two cats into the Coco Club tonight. What perfect timing. So here's a mighty big meow to cat listeners Nacho and Darth and their human Stella. And also a warm welcome to siblings Luella and Arba, Genesis and Gabriel, Declan, Wyatt, Rosie and Randy. We love having you in the club and hope you enjoy listening to all the extra hours of stories either on your own or cuddled up with your pet too. Before we begin, a quick message for the grown-ups. If you'd like to support our podcast, enjoy ad-free listening, unlock four bonus stories per month, and much, much more, you can join Coco Club. Subscribe in just two taps via the link in the show notes. But now, here's a quick word from our sponsors. So let's settle down in bed now and get relaxed and comfy, ready to listen to tonight's story. There have been some unusual things going on down near the diner and we'll soon meet a detective Dalmatian by the name of Hash Brown, who's hot on the case. The more relaxed you are, the easier it will be to listen, and who knows, you might solve the mystery. Or you might fall asleep before the end, but that's also fine. You can catch up any time. Let's now join our friends and begin Potato and Beans Help Detective Hash Brown by Susanna McLaughlin. It was a hot, sunny summer's day and two roller skating diner cats by the names of Potato and Beans were opening their shutters. Although tumbleweed rolled on the breeze, bobbing and floating across the desert, the diner itself was far from deserted. The first customers had already streamed in and before Potato had even flipped the sign to open, An eclectic bunch of animals were reclining on plush stools and sofas with a steaming mug of coffee in hand. Beans put the jug of coffee down on the counter with a satisfied smile. Another day had begun. Mrs Pig skated through the saloon doors of the kitchen, placed her trotters on her hips and smiled. There'd be plenty of pancakes to flip this morning. Mrs. Pig and the two cats swirled and twirled around the diner, ducking and gliding between one another, sliding under tables and whirling around corners, collecting orders from every animal in the place. Then, Mrs. Pig collected the tickets together and zoomed into the kitchen. As the saloon doors swung closed behind her, a satisfying sizzle hissed through to the diner as she cracked the first egg onto her hot plate. Beans smiled. What a team they made. They whiled away the morning feeding animals from the middle of nowhere and the outskirts of everywhere. Raccoons, opossums, a skunk or two, the usual crowd, and a few not-so-usual. Around 10am, a poodle with a curly bouffant and a frilly outfit pushed a fluffy litter of puppies in a pram, making everybody coo and babble at their cuteness. 
At 11, a hedgehog named Prickles ordered tater tots and popped a couple on the end of his longest spines to ensure he didn't spike anyone pushing by. At lunchtime, a friendly giant squid slid into the diner and asked to try on Ozzie the dishwashing octopus's roller skates. The two practiced skating in the parking lot and quickly became fast friends. In the afternoon, when the sun was moving towards the west, hanging hot and golden in the sky, the diner was quiet. Potato and Beans had busied themselves with the task of taste-testing Mrs. Pig's mud pie. The two cats had put their faces to their plates, and soon their fur was covered with chocolate, all the way up to their eyebrows. At this time, Detective Brown walked through the door. Unusually, such a scene would make the Dalmatian laugh. He often took delight in Potato and Beans' silliness when he popped in for his afternoon tea and slice of peach pie. But today, he looked troubled. He ordered an omelette with a side of gravy. Potato and Beans soon wiped their faces and paws clean and stood up straight. This was most unusual. Detective Hash Brown never ordered a full meal at the diner. He always said no meal could beat the kibble sandwich that his wife prepared for him every morning because she always made it with love. Potato and Beans had never argued. They knew that there was nothing more delicious to dogs than dog biscuits especially when prepared by the one they loved most. What is it, detective? Beans asked. You look sad. Where is your kibble sandwich? Detective Hash Brown shook his head perplexedly. I don't know, Beans, he said. I put it in the fridge at the police station when I arrived, but... It was gone by the time I got hungry. I was out on patrols and I thought I would come here instead. Nothing beats a kibble sandwich, but Mama Pig's omelette is just the next best thing. Beans and Potato turned their heads slowly to look at each other. A missing sandwich? It sounded like there was a mystery to solve. Maybe the diner cats could help. The two of them rolled back and forth, back and forth for a while, tapping their chins and stroking their whiskers. This was a lunch mystery, and they knew lunch. Beans said that they should make a list of everything unusual that had happened that day. Potato began to reel off things that could be clues. Most of them were silly. Beans was sure it didn't matter that the road-tripping raccoon's socks didn't match or that Ozzy the dishwasher had been caught enjoying some cheesy pop music rather than his usual rock and roll when Mama Pig was out on a break. But there was one thing that made the cogs in Beans' head spin. Sheriff Opossum had come to the diner earlier which was far from unusual. But the interesting thing was that she ordered a strawberry milkshake 
instead of her usual vanilla. She had asked for extra, extra strawberry and seemed rather rushed. Beans called through Mama Pig from the kitchen. She was wise and could probably help. Mama Pig entered the diner and smiled at Beans, Potato and Detective Hash Brown with her kind, warm eyes. She was a little pink in the cheeks and grinned as she stood under the fan, saying it was very hot in the kitchen. She had been sitting in front of the oven, watching her bread rolls rise and turn crispy. She chuckled and said that it was so hot that Ozzy had popped a few ice cubes in his dishwasher. She smiled even brighter as she mentioned Ozzy. She and the octopus were good friends, spending all that time together in the kitchen. Beans asked Mama Pig whether she'd been watching the diner when Sheriff Opossum came in. She nodded. I had just cooked the fluffiest pancakes you've ever seen, and I was very pleased with myself. I was watching through the kitchen door window as I wanted to see the customer take the first bite, she smiled. Well, when I started nosing, it's hard to stop, and I saw the sheriff enter and order her milkshake. She looked very rushed. She drank the milkshake in one, and the whole time she was making a yucky face, as if she didn't like it at all. This surprised me, as I saw you prepare the drink beans, and I know you make the most delicious milkshakes in the whole of the valley. Beans continued to pace, whilst Potato sat on a chair looking confused. Suddenly, Beans had an idea. Maybe Sheriff Opossum took your kibble sandwich by mistake she said to the detective. Only dogs enjoy dog biscuit sandwiches. Maybe she had tucked into the sandwich whilst on patrol, thinking it was her own, only to get a mouthful of kibble. She wouldn't have liked that and would have rushed to find something delicious to wash the taste out of her mouth, like a strawberry milkshake with extra strawberries. Potato almost fell off her chair. She was so in awe of Bean's smarts. The two cats touched their front paws together and bounced around in a circle, as they always did when they solved a puzzle. Mama Pig gave them both a proud squeeze before hurrying back into the kitchen to make sure her cookies didn't burn. Detective Hash Brown picked up his radio and called out to the sheriff. Before long, the possum answered and confirmed the cat's theory. She said the sandwich looked just like her own, except when she took a bite, she tasted dry, crumbly dog biscuits. She immediately headed to the diner to wash away the taste with a delicious milkshake. She apologized to Detective Brown and promised she'd be more careful when grabbing her lunch in future, for both of their sakes. Detective Brown put down his radio and gave the two cats a proud smile. 
Hey, he said. You cats aren't bad detectives. What do you say to helping me out this afternoon? Ozzy peeked his head out of the kitchen. I can look after the diner, Detective Potato and Detective Beans, he said excitedly. The two cats unlaced their skates, took off their aprons and padded out into the midday sun, where Detective Brown's car gleamed in the parking lot. As they hopped in, Detective Brown rolled down the roof, put on his shades and ran the engine. The car purred to life, harmonizing with the purrs of the two excited cats in the back seats. Where do we start, Detective? Beans asked. Up there, Hash Brown said, pointing towards a mountaintop with his paw. Detective Brown began to drive, telling the cats that he had been given a case to investigate. Sandy the skunk had a secret helper, and she wanted to find out who it was. Sandy spent her days traveling the wilderness on her motorbike, gathering wildflowers and herbs to turn into sweet-smelling perfume. Recently, however, something unusual had been happening a little closer to home. Sandy's own garden was unusually bare of flowers and herbs. She was so busy gathering wild ones, she didn't have time to water, pot, plant and prune. However, one by one, over the last few weeks, potted plants seemed to be walking themselves over to her front porch. Not walking, actually, floating. Sandy was close to having a full garden of beautifully looked after succulents, cacti and tropical flowers, but she had no idea who to thank. So she put Detective Hash Brown on the case. And Deputy Potato and Deputy Beans, Detective Brown added. The two cats were wide-eyed. Mysterious floating plants? This was a mystery indeed. Around the hill, through the gorge, and up on the ridgeline they went until they found themselves outside Sandy's shack. The shack was made of wood carved with flowers and engravings of twirling vines. Its shutters were painted a deep green and a rocking chair gently rocked in the breeze on the creaky porch. The shack looked out over the rolling plains, dotted with cacti here and there, and a glimmering oasis to the east. In front of the shack was a small sea of potted plants. Orchids burst from the soil in flashes of white and pink, and aloe vera stood proudly with its juicy shoots pointing to the sky. There were small palm trees and papaya plants, peach trees and pea shoots to name a few. Sandy emerged from the cabin and greeted them with sweet-smelling hugs enveloping them in her mint and petunia-scented perfume. The cats took in long sniffs and sighed softly. Sandy thanked them for coming and pointed her bushy black-and-white tail at her new garden. Can you believe it? she said. 
It's so beautiful, isn't it? The cats and the dog nodded and murmured in agreement. Sparkles of water glimmered against waxy green leaves in the sun. I'm not even the one who waters them, Sandy said. Every afternoon, the watering can floats into the air and pours water on whichever plants need it. Potato and beans mulled this over. Potato spoke first. It must be magic, she said matter-of-factly. Have you ever heard about the elves and the shoemaker? My mom used to read that to me when I was a kitten. The shoemaker works so hard that some elves decide to come at night and make his shoes for him. Sandy, you work so hard on your business, maybe someone wanted to do something nice for you too. Beans shook her head. It's a very clever theory, Potato, she said kindly. But there are no elves in these parts. Around Christmas, maybe, but not in the height of summer. Potato considered this. Must be fairies, then, she said with a decided nod. Detective Brown suggested that they explore the area for clues. Beans and Potato said they would inspect the garden whilst Detective Brown interviewed Sandy. The two cats went from pot to pot looking at each plant. They dug their paws in the soil and stroked each silky smooth leaf. They measured the stems and tapped on the pots. There was one pot that Potato was particularly interested in. She thought it may contain a clue. It was a tropical plant with a big red flower, with five wide soft petals and a yellow powdery centre. Bean said that when Detective Hash Brown was looking for clues, he often followed his nose. He could often be seen sniffing at something or other, and he seemed to make excellent discoveries that way. Potato nodded and placed her little pink nose on the centre of the flower and took a big, deep sniff. The golden, dusty pollen rushed into Potato's little nose, and she let out the loudest sneeze she had ever sneezed. The sneeze was so powerful, in fact, the Potato was thrown back onto one leg, where she tried to balance, windmilling her arms before landing on her bottom with a giggle. Another giggle emanated from the pot beside them. Or at least the cats thought it came from the pot. But plants can't laugh. The cats looked around in befuddlement. Who was that? Potato asked Beans in shock. In front of their eyes, a creature appeared slowly, as if by magic. He was like a lizard, but much bigger, with large, friendly eyes and a tail that curled up into a spiral. He was bright green, with a gentle, bashful smile. I'm sorry, he said. I didn't mean to startle you. I usually don't talk to new animals. I'm a little shy at first, you see. Potato and Beans beamed at the creature. 
a chameleon. Could he be the one behind the mysterious garden? Don't worry, we all get shy sometimes, Potato and Beans told the chameleon. Meeting new people can be hard. The chameleon looked around the sea of pot plants and nodded. This garden is proof of that, he said. The detecting diner cats asked him what he meant. The chameleon explained that he had just moved into the cabin not far from Sandy's shack. He pointed to a collection of trees and shrubs along the ridge in the distance. His house was nettled in a nook there. As Sandy's new neighbour, every day since he had moved in, he had come to introduce himself with a gift balanced on his back, a potted plant. But every time he got near, he found himself changing colour and blending into the surroundings. He was so shy, he would turn invisible. He would put down the plant and come back the next day. Soon, the plants began turning into a garden. He said he thought Sandy deserved a nice garden anyway. He'd heard what a kind skunk she was and was sure she was going to be the best neighbour in the whole of the middle of nowhere. By this time, Detective Hash Brown and Sandy had wandered over to the cats wondering what they had discovered. As they rounded the bushy palm tree that was obscuring their view, the chameleon disappeared with a flash. Potato and Beans each put out a paw to pat the chameleon on the shoulder. Come on out, they said. There's nothing to be afraid of. The chameleon slowly came into view once more starting with his shiny eyes, then his long, curly tail, then his feet and his body, and last of all, his charming, bashful smile. He wished Sandy a hello and meekly introduced himself as Herb. With the cat's encouragement, he explained the situation to Sandy. She soon wrapped him in a friendly hug, thanking him for her beautiful garden. Herb's skin turned bright pink. Sandy invited him in for a glass of sweet tea, and he nodded enthusiastically. Sandy said she could tell already that the two were destined to be good friends. As the two new friends went into Sandy's shack, Detective Hash Brown turned to Potato and Beans. There's another case solved, he said. You two cats should consider joining the squad. You guys have talent. Potato and Beans thanked him for the compliment, but said no thank you to his kind offer. They had a diner to run, and there was no job in the world they would rather be doing. The two cats and the detective slid into the car and Hash Brown began the descent towards the diner. The sun was beginning to descend too, gently floating towards the horizon. 
Dusky trails of pink surrounded it and the sky took on an orange hue, which perfectly complemented the vivid dusty plains that reached as far as the eye can see. From up top on the ridge, the sky looked endless. Potato rested her head on Beans's shoulder and Beans closed her eyes and enjoyed the warm breeze tickling her whiskers and blowing through her fur. As the car zigged and zagged down the mountainside, the two cats drifted off into their catnaps, satisfied with a day's work well done. They stirred not long later when Detective Hash Brown pulled into the parking lot of the diner. They stretched and yawned and stretched again before getting out of the car and thanking Detective Brown for such a wonderful afternoon. I always wanted to try being a detective, Potato said, and now I have solved a case for my friend Sandy too and my new friend Herb. Well, it has been wonderful to see you cats in action, Hash Brown replied. You two are magic. He wished them a good evening and zoomed off on a long road towards town. When Potato and Beans entered the diner, Mrs. Pig and Ozzy were sitting in a booth with a giant squid, Mr. Hog, Barbara the sheep, and a couple of giggling wildebeest. There was a stack of books on the table. Mrs. Pig welcomed the cats home and told them that the group were busy picking a novel for their new book club. She said she and Ozzy would take care of the diner and the two cats should head up for an early night. It had been a busy day for them after all. The two cats thanked her and wished everybody a good night before heading to their cosy home above the diner. First, Beans brushed her teeth, then Potato brushed hers. Next, Beans took her bubble bath, and then Potato took hers. The two stood under their warm hair dryers together and then took turns brushing one another's fur. Finally, Beans put on her purple-spotted pyjamas, and Potato put on her yellow onesie. They settled into their blankets, wrapped their tails around themselves, and gazed out of the window at the emerging stars. Good night. Potato said to one brightly glistening star. Then she thought they better say goodnight to every star, so Beans joined in. They wished goodnight to as many stars as they could spot. Once the last star had been wished sweet dreams, the two roller-skating, detecting Dynacats drifted off to a deep, dream-filled sleep.